Nick and Warlion Comics, your hosts for this week's episode of Geekable Podcast in association with Omniverse Comics. This is the geekiest show in this reality. You know it, you love it. We're dedicated to hosting passionate people, discussing our excitement for comics old and new, discussing what's hot in the industry, and of course, all things MCU. If you enjoy this show, please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't skip a beat. Now, we have a co-host here who is one of our closest friends here and allies at Geekable Podcast. We have Warline Comics, also known as Anas, also known as Anas 2.0 because he's not Geekable's Anas. He's Anas Anas from Warline Comics. So any confusion there? This is this is Anas Warline from Egypt, just so that it's completely clear. <laughs> Because I, I feel like we always confuse our listeners when I say Anas. You know what I mean? Do you get that yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, right? I actually get DMs about that. I believe it. I believe you do. <laughs> yeah. We get them too. So I, I really want to stress that here before we go further. Um, no, it, um, it's, The problem is my second name is so hard to pronounce. Like English people have a problem pronouncing it. <laughs> is it is it the second name I see here on chat? Is it Abdelrahman? No, not that okay. one. Pronounce it for me. I want. I want to hear it now. It's Elbasuni, actually. Elbasuni. Elbasuni. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a cool name, actually. But it's yeah, tough that's... to read. I think you you tried to read it once on a Zoom meeting. But... Oh, geez, really? <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. if I hacked it. it it's probably no, harder no. to read. It's always easier to like, you know, regurgitate. Uh, listen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Um, but look, it's been a, it's been a while here, um, Anas. It's great to great to have you back on here. Um, for for those of you listening, this is a special geek. Uh, a, a, we'll call it a special, like a, a one shot special, uh, a Halloween special dedicated to um, to going over horror comics in the spirit of Halloween. So um, you know, going to be going over some of our favorite horror titles. Um, you know talking about some of the books that genuinely scared us over the years oh fun stuff like that we'll see where the conversation goes right so um loose agenda but uh, an agenda nonetheless so we're glad to have you here and, and thank you for carving out time out of out of your day in egypt to uh to talk to us appreciate it man welcome i'm, all, I'm always happy to be here hell yeah hell yeah so um before we get into it though how, how have you been how are things in cairo everything going well for you there yeah everything is going pretty well I'm actually in my final college year, so yeah, it's, man, it's tough, but it's okay. That's good. What What are you majoring in? Uh, business information system. Nice, cool, cool. Good major. Good major. I had some friends major in that. I I went to school. I think I knew you when I was in college. I'm pretty sure I did anyway. But um, uh, yeah, I three went years now. Yeah. Yeah, about three years, which is uh, when I graduate. I graduated in 2020. Um, I'm pretty sure I knew you post-pand or pre-pandemic, but but regardless, um, man, dude, I remember my last year in college. I went crazy, like oh god, like, uh, and then COVID happened, and then they sent us all home, and they told us that we'd be back in like two weeks, and then I never saw most of my friends again, unfortunately. I know, crazy, yeah. Crazy stuff. So I'm glad you get to enjoy your final year. That is awesome for you. Um, and, uh, you know, you're reading a lot. You're doing a, you're always on the scene with comics. It amazes me. Like sometimes you you you're like the TMZ of the Marvel comics world and DC. World. Like you'll know something before there's even like a post. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> I think oh I God. thought about that like a couple of days ago. It's because like 
the transportation uh, time between like my home and college is usually about two hours or something. So Damn, I that's that a long time, time to read. Yeah, so I use Holy that time crap. to read comics. Dude, that's insane. Two hours. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's great time used. That's what I would be doing. I mean, geez, I, I can show you the stack I have that I picked up yesterday of this week's comics. Oh. Yeah, I know. I haven't read pretty, some pretty, of them yet. <laughs> you, oh, you haven't? Yeah, pretty large stack. Yeah. Um, but really excited. It was a good week. Um, new comics have been doing me well lately. I'll say that. I've been pretty entertained as of as of late, um, just with stuff that's coming out. Uh, I've been enjoying it. And, and, you know, I think that's a big reason why we're here today in us is because we, every time we talk about good books, it's the horror centric books that uh, that have been captivating us recently. And some of the more like mature audience books, those have been pretty good at Marvel. And, um, you know, and Austin, I kind of devised this idea, like, why don't we get on, talk about some horror comics we're loving, some old school stuff, see where the conversation goes and and kind of go from there. So, um, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I let's let's kick it off with with just what's going on with Marvel recently. Um, I have to give this this issue some spotlight. I really do just because I loved it so much. But did you read the Ghost Rider in the Hood one shot? Uh, the annual? Yeah, the annual. Yeah, I think. I think I didn't finish it. <laughs> Damn. Like, Yo, it was uh, good. I think I, think I, arrived, uh, I arrived at my college at the time I was reading it. So I had and then just forgot it. to go back to it. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, no, it was good. I mean, Ghost Rider is a title that that unfortunately appears to be ending in December. Um, and, I didn't uh, realize that. <laughs> yeah, it said uh, a, a friend of mine pointed it out. A friend of mine, Rob, pointed it out to me. Um, a few days ago, and he was like, yo, look at the solicitation for December, because January solicitations just came out, and Ghost Rider's not there, and the 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 solicitation for December was a little ominous, it just said, like, the road ends here, like, it's all been, like, building up to this, so I was like, damn, really, I, I, uh, I know the sales have been pretty good for that book, so it's sad to see it go. I think that makes sense, because there was a word out there for, like, almost a year now that Marvel is going through a complete editorial change. And we saw yeah. that kind of confirmed with like Tom Reward taking over the X-Men. Yep. So I think that's why uh, it's canceled. Or whatever. Yeah, it might make sense. I mean, I, I loved that book so much. It was, it's probably the best Ghost Rider series to come out like in my lifetime of, of being a reader. Um, there's been it's some other ones one. that are. It's my first, actually. It's your first. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, I have always loved Ghost Rider. He's like a top 10 of mine. I just have always loved the rider. I, I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, you know what I think it was? I think uh, just being like, you know, a elementary school, you know, middle school reader going to the comic shop, like his covers would always jump out at you and they always looked cool. You know, he'd be like burning someone or like choking someone with his chain or something. I was like, that's so sick. So I would buy his comics and then start to like the character. I think it was a direct correlation to good cover art to kind of getting into the character, if you will. I, I hope I'm making sense here. Yeah, yeah, you're making sense. Here. I think that's that's the appeal of most of the horror comics stuff, actually. And Wolverine. Yeah, like, man. When you look at Constantine, Swamp Thing, Man Thing, all of these comics, you'd see, like, they gravitated people with covers at first. And then the stories came second, and depending like on the writer, uh, that uh, that perspectives changed. Like 
the covers of Animorphs Swamp Thing, for example, yeah. they were pretty good, but like compared to the to the interiors, like the story and the, the art in the comic, no, it's like you're getting me, right? I don't know. How no, to no, I'm getting you. I'm getting <laughs> you. I, I, I do understand it, and and I feel like the industry. I've talked to artists about this. Just on your point here, it kind of sparked something in my brain. I've talked. To, I've seen this on a on um on Instagram and stuff going around. This was like a year and a half ago, but there was like a big debate on social media for artists. And it was like, should the cover art, should the cover artist who, who who's, you know, obviously producing the cover art for the title be the same artist that's doing the interior for the, for the, for the book, the series. And a lot of artists were like, yes, it should be. And a lot of artists were like, no, it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. I, um, I'm definitely one for saying like the, the interior artist should be, the one doing the the artwork on the covers for the most part, but then it's it's I don't know. Then you have you know artists like Alex Ross who exclusively do um, you know uh, covers, and I, I'm I'm thankful for it because I mean those covers are just like you know they're they're just insane. They're just insane to look at in in paper, and uh, I don't know. It just made me think of that because it it it's it's. The cover art is what has always drawn me to even just be being a comic book fan, dude. I remember being a kid and just looking at the comic book shop window and saying like, whoa, like that's awesome. Like I see these guys in the animated shows like here they are like this is sick. And that's how I became a reader. You know, it's just that eye pop. That's what Stan Lee really took seriously and it paid off. And that's why uh, there is a market for like the variant covers and whatnot. Yes. That's what started it. Yep. Love them or hate them. Yeah. There's definitely a there's definitely a big thing right now. Um, yeah. You know, you you just mentioned that um sort of like the the cover art is was always awesome for horror books. I completely agree. I completely wholeheartedly agree. I think that the 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 art for those books was just always top notch, and I feel like artistically. I think the artists could just kind of like do more of what they wanted. You know what I mean? Because like when you're, when you're picking up a Thor book, you need to appeal to the masses of like Thor punching someone in the face. Whereas when you're really, when, when, you know, readers engaged in like Alan Moore swamp thing, for example, they're way more invested in like the story. You know, I don't, would you agree with that? I don't think that's a reach to say. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But I think, for me, uh, the way I take it is that consistency is important for the whole comic. Like, yeah. when you look at the runs that sell mo- uh, the most, they are the runs with the con- uh, consistent artists and writers. And sometimes uh, the artists are also uh, supplying the uh, cover art. For uh, right. I think uh, Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon is an example of that. Yeah. Correctly. Same with um, um, uh, Immortal Hulk. You had Joe yeah, Bennett Joe doing. Bennett. Yeah, Joe Bennett's Joe Bennett. Uh, who else does a lot of that? Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. Um, I really like that. And and oh, man, dude, you know, just kind of I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but it's hard to talk to you without just like going in like a million directions. But <laughs> you know how it goes. Welcome to yeah, welcome I to know. Geekable. But something that always really irks me in the industry these days is that let's take Russell Dodderman. Let's take Russell Dodderman, for example. Okay. Bear with me. Incredible Thor run, probably arguably one of the best Thor artists ever. 
right? In my opinion, seriously, I would go that far. Um, he did a, a hell of a run, and then Marvel just put him on covers going forward, and he hasn't done much since besides covers. Like, that stuff, like, really irks me because it's yeah. like, okay, enjoy them while they're here because just like Joshua Kassara, they're probably not going to be put onto, like, another ongoing for a long time. And, like, that's why I really respect Marco Schichetto because he will go on from doing Daredevil right on to doing, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man. And, like, the guy will still be doing covers. It's like, it's just, it amazes me when artists can do that. And I think it really distinguishes uh, just how great they can be, honestly, as, as, as you know, pumping pages out goes. Yeah, agreed. So, so what's the last horror comic you have read? The last horror comic I read was probably, man was probably the ghost rider i'm a little behind right now but it was probably the ghost rider one shot um that the annual i keep calling a one shot one shot annual that just came out with uh with the halloween night that was cool um you know just some titles that 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 are worth mentioning here is um you know ghost riders currently out right now if you haven't been reading that you should uh the hulk um that's awesome right now that's uh such a good series you have um you have carnage coming back we'll count that as a horror book um a lot of good stuff i I know i'm missing like one or two big ones right now but those are those are pretty much like the the biggest ones i can think of um did you read the crypt of shadows book one shot is that one oh dude yeah i i bought it but um it was so bad last year it was so bad. Like, ugh, it was just a waste of money. But I, and here I am buying it again. And I haven't even read it yet, but um, I definitely want to. But um, any 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 uh, question for you? Any any character out right now that you would love to have a title, like a horror title that doesn't right now? Lee asked me this from Reads Reads the other day. Yeah. It was a good question. Oh. There are a lot of characters like that. Like, yeah. I mean, like, Doctor Strange comes to mind. I love the current run. Yeah. Like, it can use some of that. Yeah. Fair. I think uh, Lee brought it up in, uh, in stories when he was talking about horror comics. After your episode, he was, talk- you, uh, he was talking about Venom being a horror comic on your episode. Yeah. And then he went yeah. on a rant about it. Like, Venom can also work definitely yeah venom would be cool daredevil i think daredevil would work too i could see that i could see daredevil working i definitely could um i mean i agree with you i think there's man there's so many there's there really is just so many characters you could and it's all about the team on it too you know which is kind of a cop-out answer but like there's series out there where it's like I don't think anyone expected it to land as well as it did, like Immortal Hulk. I don't think anybody expected that to, like, take over comicdom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it outsold Batman and Spider-Man for, like, months. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that's wild. And it's why Philip Kennedy Johnson, like, took took it back to horror after uh, Donny Cates left the title. Right, right. 
Yes. I remember reading his note like the Hulk always needs to be like a horror book. And like, I feel strongly about this. And I was like, I think he was saying that to like AITP or comicbook.com. And I was like, damn, like this guy's like all in for horror. And like, I, and I love it. And I'm here for it. Philip is awesome. Like, he's also awesome. Like, as an uh, as a writer who can tackle any genre, you know, there are some writers and artists that uh, mastered uh, one aspect of writing or, uh, or drawing and can do anything else. Yeah. I mean, Zeb Wells, for example, he he writes a good Hellions or Suicide Squad story, but it's always the same story with him when you read his Ant-Man, Spider-Man, his New Mutants, it's all the same thing. Philip Kennedy Johnson is one of those writers who can write like anything. If you read his action comics, it's totally different from his Green Lantern. It's totally different from his Hulk. Absolutely. There's, there's a, and you know what, dude? I say this a lot too. That is a sign of a good writer. Because yeah. seriously, think about the best writers and what they've done. Look at Chip Zdarsky. He will tell a story about Howard the Duck and it will sell. And he will tell a story about Daredevil. And it will stop sold. God. Oh, my God. That's he can tell a story. He can like about, you know, a, a fantastic four X-Men book like that'll sell. Love it yeah. or hate it. I know you hated it, but, uh, yeah. but you, you you get my points <laughs> here, right? Like, yeah, that you put that guy, you drop him in a box and you say, write me a book about, you know, insert character here. And he's going to do it. And it's probably going to be pretty good. Like his his Invaders series was unbelievable. Yeah, I love that one. Oh, man. Spider-Man awesome. is spectacular Spider-Man. One and Eisner, that issue. Yeah, One and yeah. Eisner. What was that issue? Eleven or something. One and I. Like that's crazy. You know, like you drop that guy anywhere. That's the sign of a good writer. And I think you know, for the most part, Marvel has some pretty good talent right now. Like you know, you can drop Al Ewing places. Like he'll he'll do a Rocket Raccoon book and it'll be really good. And then he'll do a Guardians book and it'll be good. He'll do Thor, which I'm I'm liking. Right. You know what I mean? I don't. Know. It, that that's how I judge a. a uh, writer is by how how versatile they can be with a pen and, and piece of paper. Al Ewing is definitely that, but there is a problem with Al Ewing. Uh, like since the beginning, since uh, he started writing up Marvel in 2015, but it uh, started showing up more uh, after the Joe Bennett controversy during the yeah. Hulk. Yeah. Which is that now he is like he feels like he is so afraid of triggering people. Like when you see how he writes Storm, for example, and compare it to like how he writes Carol Danvers or uh, Black Panther, he's afraid of taking a lot of uh, steps with Storm, which makes the character fall bland and makes the stories not good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I never really liked his how he handled Storm. And also, quick side note, if he releases Uranus next issue to fight Apocalypse, I'm going to be mad, dude. I'm actually going to be mad about that. Seriously. I don't think he's going to do that. Oh, it he better not. Like... Dude, I was worried last issue he was going to pull something like that. Would have been a waste, bro. Uranus needs to come, like, at a crazy, like, time. Like, in my opinion. Like, he needs to come at, like, a time where it's like they're completely screwed. And then they just pull him out. That would be so epic. I can't wait for that. I don't think that they would pull him out. Like, I think that will be one of those plots that they drop. Like, six years from now? I don't know. Maybe. Like, if someone yeah, who wants knows? to do I something. Mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, I mean, thanks for bringing that up. I just remembered, like, 
uh, one of the things I love about the current Doctor Strange run is uh, it picked up the War of the Seven Sphere uh, plotline, was, which was dropped from the 90s. War of the Seven Spheres. Oh, yeah, shit. Current- yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I saw that. It's been 30 years. No one did anything with it. And, like, Jed McKay was like, okay, give it to me. I'll finish it. Dude, that's why I love Jed McKay. That's why I like this guy so much. He cares about continuity. Dude, look at his current Avengers book. Issue one came out. It was, like, good. Issue two or three, everybody's in their costume that they're wearing right now. Black Panther's in his costume that he's wearing in his series. Thor's wearing his costume. Iron Man's wearing his stealth armor. Everything revolves around continuity when that guy's on a book. Yeah. We need that. And, and he references the books. like He referenced Captain America, what was the Sam book that just ended? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he referenced truth. it. Yeah, he referenced it during like a conversation between Black Panther and uh, Sam Wilson because they had a conflict in that series. And he references X Men. He references basically everything currently. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's good at that. He would do well on like, dude. Honestly, you know what would be epic? To go going back to the horror, the horror topic at hand. I would love to see Jed McKay take on like Werewolf by Night because I really like what he did with the character in the yep. In the Moon Knight yeah. annual. Love yeah, it. I thought that was really good, in my opinion. I, I was all for that. He did two issues, that annual, and I think, I can't remember, I think it was issue 19 where uh, Moon Knight got mad and took the villains into the Midnight Mission. Like, he went for two issues straight horror. It was really good. I think I remember that. Yep, I think I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, those mercenaries. Um, Moon Knight's actually been low-key kind of scary. Like I would, if I was to like, if someone was like, I want all like the horror centric books right now, honestly, Moon Knight would maybe be on that list, dude, how it reads. It's like very, like, it kind of makes like my skin crawl a little bit. I think that's the, the magical thing about the magic, uh, the magic books, pun intended. Yeah. 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 Like Everything about the gods from Gonshu, Daredevil with the hand, all of that. You can use that in horror in a pretty uh, good way. Yeah, you definitely I can. think when I uh, contacted you about this uh, episode, it was after I wrote uh, a post about how Marvel should utilize the disappearance of the Vertigo uh, imprint and make their uh, own imprint. Yep, you did say because that. So I want you to work. touch on that. I want you to touch on that. Please tell our readers exactly what you told me. I'd love to hear it from you. Yeah. Go ahead. My point is uh, simple. Like, Ver- uh, Marvel has a lot of uh, great uh, horror-based characters, but they can't uh, utilize them. Or more accurately, they couldn't in the past, even uh, if the stories were great, because like the Vertigo imprint was like somewhere else. Like You had Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman. You had like the best in the industry. But after the new 52, basically DC killed uh, Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah. So like Marvel can use this uh, that empty space that uh, Vertigo left and make something good out of it. Right. Right. So for those for those of you that are reading right now too, I think what is it? So there's adult adult only books or mature readers only. What parental advisory books? That's what that's what I'm getting at here. And the parental advisory books at this current moment is going to be Carnage, which comes out in like a week. Um, Blade. Yeah, X-Force, Blade, Wolverine, and 
I think that's it, dude, right? Uh, yeah, you mentioned Blade. I think I can't remember right now, but yeah, that's most for the most part, yeah. And uh, Incredible Hulk. Is yeah, Hulk is Hulk should be if it's not. Yeah, that's for sure. But those books are all like I, I like those books because it reminds me of comics in like 2005, back when like you could just like do whatever you want and they could write like swears except for like you know f bombs and stuff. But like they could yeah. write like swears and like it wasn't a big deal. They could do a lot more creatively. Everything definitely when you read those books, I don't even think it's matter of opinion. I think it's fact when you're reading books from like 2003, 2004, whatever, and you look at books now, it's way more, I want to say like realistic and less kind of like Disneyified, in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I can see I, like, that especially right now. I'm like, I'm catching up with uh, some DC stuff, especially Green Arrow and Green Lantern. I can see like a lot of things uh, that has changed uh, that have changed, and honestly, they didn't change for the better. Yeah. But it's uh, like, for example, Green Arrow. For example, uh, it was not a horror comic, but it had a lot of mature co- uh, mature elements, especially like during the 80s and 90s with my, uh, Mike Grell. Yep. And even when Kevin Smith wa- uh, was on the title. Like it had a lot of like mature uh, mature elements and stuff that was enjoyable. That for some reason around like 2010 they kind of erased. Yeah, I agree, dude. The 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 list goes on. I mean, yeah. Like I, I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like it was kind of better than a little bit. It's like I'm happy with what we have now. I just kind of like that style. I think it's just a matter of style. And also, I mean, you know, another thing is that we talk about the creators being great now. Back in like that era, I mean, the creators were like, in, they were so, I mean, you had like prime Brian Michael Bendis. Like and Jeff Jones. Uh, and Jeff DC, like, Jones, dude. Yeah, bro. Like that on, era Jeff. was just unbelievable for comics. It was like, so good. Uh, like arguably, uh, probably like uh, one of the better eras for comics i'll see in my lifetime i would like go as far as to say that truly yeah like and if you think about it both companies at the time were doing really well like brian michael bandis with the avengers and uh, marvel was like yeah like marvel was killing it at at the same time jeff johns was at was at dc he was like doing the whole cosmic saga of the green lantern blackest night which is one of the greatest horror comics come on yep like, absolutely man. a lot of things and then you had also grant morrison mark wade like it was like it oh, was a epic. good time it was a, yeah. that was a good time to be a reader um and you know i i hear it in the comic shop sometimes i'll hear people talking and like i don't blame them when they say like they just can't get into this era's comics like like it's easier for us because like we're, we're i don't know we're just I think it's easier for us, but it's so hard to go from that to this. I It is an extreme. Like, dude, read, like, any book right now and then compare it to what was coming out in, like, 2000. Like, Avengers Now, love Judd McKay. But, like, read Avengers Now and then read, like, the first, like, whatever, eight issues of Avengers from Brian Michael Bendis. No. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hold up. You know what I mean? That doesn't hold up. But Or, or even Avengers uh, Incorporated by Al Young. 
which I'm like, I'm liking. I'm liking it. Avengers Inc. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I I liked issue one. I thought it was very strong. Um, but I mean, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, I'm sticking it on for Hank. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are the biggest Hank yeah. advocate I know. I I I respect it. I respect it. Um, g- digging back, I know you don't really read some of like the super old stuff like I did. That's kind of how I grew up was reading like the old comics. Um, like I mean, I was fortunate enough before like Blade blew up. Like oh man, back in like 2005, I like got his first appearance, Tomb of Dracula, like at a comic convention, and I only paid like 50 bucks for it or something. And I just have the issue and I just kind of grew up like reading comics like that. Like, oh, this looks cool. Oh, Blade, like Blade and Deadpool were characters like whenever I saw them, I was like, oh, man, like, that's awesome. I need to like buy this book. And uh, looking back, like those comics were really the like it was always the horror books that I was always like buying and like. You know, every now and then you'd see like the Silver Surfer come and fight Dracula or something cool like that. Or you'd see Werewolf by Night and Dracula kind of cross over. You'd see like Spider-Man maybe being a werewolf by night. But ah, it was kind of cool stuff like that. I always liked those books because I felt like they were pretty to the point And they were the, the hit rate of them being entertaining to me was pretty high. It was pretty high. I think... Their, uh, uh, the entertainment factor came from their simplicity, like yeah, dude, you're on it. Like you're spot on. When, like when Jeff Jones was writing Green Lantern, uh, it wasn't a horror comic, but he came out and he was like, okay, let's make Blackest Night a horror comic. That's just about uh, the dead being resurrected, but they are not really resurrected. They are essentially uh, being puppeteered. That's it. Yeah, that's the concept. And it's Frank. I think it's the last best DC event. Is that the la- what do you mean the last DC event? La- the oh, last um, best DC event. Like yes, yes, yes. Because they paused for a while. It sucked. We had like a summer of no Batman. It kind of kind of sucked. But um, I didn't even read it really. I, I did you did you enjoy it? You mean Night Terrors? Night Terrors. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. One. Nope, it's not that good. Oh, really? See, Josh Williamson is a great writer, but he's not an event writer. Okay. Like, he yeah. writes uh, characters well. Like, I think, like, he's the last one who had a really long run at DC. Like, his flash went for, like, 120 issues. That's insane. 120? Yeah, like, he, like, he started in 2016, and he ended it around, like, uh... During the pandemic, I think. Damn. So, wow. Actually, 2016. That is the start of uh, rebirth. 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 I was gonna say because every rebirth title got a one shot, and then they they started. I remember flashes. Wow, that's a long ass time, dude. That's a long time. Really is. And like his stuff. I mean, his stuff was adapted in the CW show when he was still writing the book. Damn. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a feat. That's a feat right there. Yeah. I, exactly. I, yeah, that that's that's a feat. I I like him. You know who else I like? And and if he was like I'm I'm waiting for him to come back is Donnie Cates. You know I like Donnie. 
his yeah. work. I like his work. I really want to just stress that. I like his writing. Yeah. Uh, know. You know what he, I'm getting at. You know not, what I'm getting he's at. He's a really good person online. I know that. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. Um, but he hasn't been active, really. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And, and I wish him well because, um, A, I want to see more of his work selfishly. But, B, I just hope he's gaining his life back after you know, the series of unfortunate events that he kind of went through. But um, I think he would be awesome with like Greg Capullo to put on a horror book because he got Greg Capullo over to Marvel. He was a big catalyst in that. I really wanted to see them work on something, dude, something together. I can't remember if I, uh, I've got uh, to read anything with Greg Capullo's art uh, in it except Batman. Uh, did you read like dark knight's metal and any of that stuff yeah 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 i read the, his dc stuff uh with uh, with snyder yeah death metal and all that yeah I, it, that was okay yeah. i don't know i thought that was all right um definitely some good stories out of it but um i i think he's very capable i think both of them are very capable of of doing that and i would love to see that i really would yeah i mean like minor spoilers but like zani cates's uh venom run is uh it's kind of adapted in the new Spider-Man Dude, uh, game. I saw I saw your post on that today. It's it's um I wonder if they're getting royalties from that. I'm going to say probably not. No, Donnie said no. What Which did he I say thought, exactly on his tweet? Um uh, I like, think someone said that uh, someone tweeted that he should get his royalties or something and he was like he shared the uh gift of, uh, of an eye rolling guy or something like that. Uh which is like kind of sad, especially because Johnny Cates is one of the writers that Marvel care about. Like, yes. they pay him. Oh. Well. They pay him well. They totally they respect dude. him. Like, he is. Uh, he has privilege. Like, it's not really privilege. It's oh like no, 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 no. He like, has privilege. Compared dude. to the other writers, he has hundred percent, hundred percent. And yet you, he can yep. get royalties. Do you follow the uh, MMA at all? Not really. No. Oh, okay. Well. You know who Conor McGregor is and like, yeah, yeah, like he like, like Dana White, who's like the head of of UFC, like he would always give Conor McGregor privileges and he was like open about it. And it was great because it's just like, it's just better to be open about stuff like that. And he was like, look, if you sell the numbers that uh, Conor McGregor will, then you'll get privilege too. And that was his whole thing. And whenever I like hear them talk about that, like people talk about it, I always think of Donny Cates because I feel like Marvel just really gives Donny Cates like a privilege pass with everything. Yeah. yeah, look, I think the rumor I've heard about it is that he's the only Marvel uh, Marvel writer that uh, that gets six figures. Really? Yeah. Damn. And he gets them in advance, which is uh, what caused problems for them because, like, they paid him for Thor, Hulk, Ultimate Invasion, and they didn't do most of these. I see. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, crazy rumors. I, I believe those for the most part, typically. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Um, Another book that I would love to see kind of come back alive, honestly, is um is is outside of sort of like the realm of horror that that kind of made me miss it was um I'd love to see two characters more. I'd love to see Red Skull kind of come back. 
and I'd like him to sort of just be like, you don't need to revamp him. Like Marvel's been trying to like revamp him. Just keep him like classic, like Ed Brubaker used to draw, like write him. Keep him classic. And also after that, I really, really, I, I was always a big fan of the maestro because he just always scared me as a kid and he even scares me now. I'd like to see him a little more. I feel like Marvel really pushed him back in like 2016, 2017. I don't and need that big of a push. Twenty, I think. Like, no, he had was it like 2020? He had like three series, like those uh, Peter David series. I think, yeah, they were like a, a year or two old, not that uh, long ago. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He had like mini series that were actually not. They were yeah. actually pretty good. They were actually pretty good. I don't think I didn't uh, I didn't read those. I read uh, Peter uh, other Peter David stuff, but not those. Not yet. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, I read his recent Captain uh, Captain Marvel, the Janice Bell one. Yeah, you liked that, huh? Yeah, I, I was surprised that uh, it's not a throwback. I, I I thought that it was a retro book, but actually no, it's in the present day. Really. Yeah, like, it picks up with uh, Rick Jones and uh, talking about the green doors and stuff, like, immediately after Mortal Hulk. Whoa. I haven't seen Rick Jones in a while. He hasn't appeared since that series. Like, will you read it, or can I spoil it, like? Yeah, you can spoil it. I don't care. Thank yeah. you for asking. Yeah. The story, basically, is that, um, you know, Lady Das ha uh, has been having problems because of, like, Krakoa and the Green Door and yes. uh, many people being resurrected. So the Kree kidnapped her to, resur uh, to resurrect their people. A rogue Kree did that, and, like, it was Janice Vell and uh, Rick Jones uh, trying to stop them. And for some reason, they didn't discover it. Uh, they kidnapped Mar uh, Marco. Uh, her, or Marlo, uh, Rick Jones' yeah. wife. Yeah, Marlo. Yeah. yeah, and it was via uh, soft retcon, like uh, Peter David called back to his uh, his original Janice Vedron that Marlo is connected to death. So, and like, essentially, she bonded with death, with Lady Death, and uh, Janice Bell and Rick Jones are back uh, bonded together. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Okay. That's kind of crazy, actually. That's a pretty big development that just slid under the table. Hopefully someone remembers it, like, because I I can bet that the next time Lady Death shows up, no one will remember that it's Marlo. Yeah, true. I know. I know. <laughs> I have a um I, I I have a question for you. I, you know yeah. what I really want to scare me is uh the new Thanos book coming out by Chris Cantwell. I want that to scare I, me. I honestly don't know what to expect from that series. It's better I don't for know me either, dude. I don't. Uh, I think it's better for me to not expect anything because, like, Chris yeah. Cantwell for me is like a hit or miss. He's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. So if I expect something and he doesn't deliver, it won't be uh, good. But if I don't expect anything, I'll probably enjoy the book. Yes. Yes, I think I think you'll enjoy it. I, I hope you'll enjoy it because I want okay. to I really want to like that book because, you know, the how much the Illuminati means to me. Yeah, like, I love them too. Uh, my yeah, favorite you, Marvel team. Come on. Me too. Me too. Yep, absolutely. One of my favorite series ever um, is New Avengers by well, Hickman. 
And the miniseries, the New Avengers Illuminati miniseries was also great. New Avengers, oh, by Bendis the one, and Jim yeah, the one that, Yeah, the one that used them. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's one of the, that's my favorite limited series of all time. Easily. Like, that was, that, I just, I, I almost want to just stop and read that right now. That's how good that, that was perfect four issues. Bendis comes in, does it, prime Bendis too. Come in, yeah. does his thing. Oh, so good. So and it's good. what? It's what led to Hickman's Avengers, like hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, good series and a little freaky too. That series had some moments where I was like, "Whoa!" Like, you know, then this good played stuff. with the freaky stuff a little bit, like later, like when when he introduced like Doctor Vo- not Doctor Voodoo. What's his name? Uh, Hellcat's X. I'm forgetting his name right now. Who? Hellstrom, yep, Hellstrom. He oh, him, like, where's he yeah. been? Yeah. I mean, he's appearing in Strange Academy, like. Uh, yeah. He's essentially, he... he's a no character. I mean, like, he's lame Constantine who no one likes. Yeah. They just use him for, like, magic magic circuits or whatever. Where did we just see him? Uh, I think it was in, um, I don't know, it doesn't even matter. But, um, no, you're right. We, we You're right. You're right. The last time we saw him, I think it's. Uh, Damnation Strange Academy? No, Strange oh. Academy. He appeared in Strange Academy. And he was referenced in the She Hulk series. Okay. Currently. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Um Yeah, that that's wild. I want to see more of that type of stuff. I, I hope that uh the new Spider Woman series is a little scary too, like a little freaky. I could Did see that. Fox series? Uh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read anything he uh, he has written? Probably. Can you refresh my memory? I kind of forget I stuff he's done. He wrote the X-Men Annual. The okay. Dog and X-Men Annual. And I think he's writing the Dark yeah. X-Men right now. I like Dark X-Men because it has Archangel in it. And Archangel's getting some airtime, which I like to see. <laughs> I mean, he's not doing anything. I think I was uh, having that conversation with the X-Y podcast. Like, Archangel and the Krakon era, like, he's just a mess didn't do anything he's like honestly the characters they messed up most in the krakoan era in my opinion was uh ain't you know angel uh kurt wagner nightcrawler i thought they weren't done super well in my opinion i mean hickman introduced uh stuff uh to do with uh but then no one delivered on it he did the same with nightcrawler yeah yeah no the difference is nightcrawler was handled but he was handled poorly Yes, uh, you're right. Yes. Like, Kurt, uh, Warren didn't have anything to do. He's, uh, he was just, like, a yeah, background character for, like, two issues in the Betsy Braddock yeah. book because he's yeah. uh, her ex or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why people just can't write him. Um, it's they gave sad. They it to Howard. That's the problem. Yeah, really, though? I know. Like, seriously. Like... You had a X Corp or whatever the hell that book was. That was atrocious. Yeah. I didn't even read the last issue. I just bought it and threw it in a box for it to rot. Like I, I was forced to read it because I was reviewing the Krakow books. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that. I remember that. I didn't continue the reviews. I couldn't handle reading some of the books. I mean, <laughs> I I haven't read Knights of X, that five issue limited by Teeny, that just came out recently. 
Oh, you mean the uh, not Suplex or Captain Britain? Sorry. Like, she did three. Captain Britain. Yeah, Captain Britain. I couldn't read it. It was self-harm to do that to myself. Actually, I just... the three were one book. And the, the funny thing is Jordan Warren admitted that the three were one book that they tried, uh, that they canceled because of poor sales multiple times. Really? He said that on AIPT. And yep. uh, Realm of X, uh, the current book, is essentially uh, the continuation of that, but with another right. writer. Right, right, off. right. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. The the less Teeny Howard, the better, in my opinion. But oh, she's writing Batman. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. It makes well, she's writing Catwoman. She's writing Catwoman. They're do they're doing that event. It's a Batman Let's event. Like. It's a Batman event. You're right. You're right. Um no, that's good. That's good. I I I, I guess from here, I, one of the last questions I kinda had for you, An- Anas, is that uh as far as what we have to offer before we start wrapping up. I just wanted to ask you, like, what's what is the any definitive horror story that you have uh, that, you know, you have in your back pocket that you would tell someone to read or any character series that you're like, this is my favorite horror Marvel comic or comic in general, um, besides like Jeff Johns Green Lantern run and stuff? Uh, I think it's Immortal Hulk and me yeah. and Swamp Thing, like definitely yep. Swamp Thing. I need to read Swamp Thing. Yeah. I read like a few issues. I didn't go into it deeply, but like it's really good. We should read that together. Want to do that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'd be down to do that. Yeah. It's essentially like Immortal Hulk essentially is a ripoff of it, but like right. uh, Adam Moore is like way better writer. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. shades on I uh, like. I'm no, not, no, of uh, course. Anything, anything ill about Al Ewing. No, of course. I think Size Barrier made that uh, comparison recently to promote his Flash run. I think I sent you that. It was. You like, did, yeah, you did. It didn't dude, land. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? No, that's good, and that's a good, good recommendation. Immortal Hulk is awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Any any other lasting thoughts before we wrap up here for the night? Not like keep enjoying comics, I guess. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Keep enjoying comics. I, I like that a lot. If anybody likes what War Lion had to say on here, please definitely go give him a follow um, on Instagram at War Lion Comics, where he's posting daily content about his thoughts and feelings on comics of today, comics of yesterday, just comics in general. Man knows it all. He's going to work at Marvel Editorial one day, and if he doesn't, then something, something, something's wrong in the universe because this this kid knows more than probably anybody I know. So, uh, Warline, love having you on. Thank you so much for your time and, and being here. And um, thank you. You know, we tried me. to keep it Halloween focused. We did an okay job at that. Um, if you guys need any cool horror recommendations, definitely where you're go to guys, let us know. We got you covered. We've read all the bad stories, so you don't have to, we've read all the good ones so we can refer them to you. Um, so yeah, everybody, thank you. And if you are new here, thank you for coming on for first time listener. Hope you enjoyed the experience and you survived the experience. So very well done. Um, and, uh, if, if you have any care in the world to check us out on Instagram, please do hit that, sub, uh, that follow button. We're uh, at Geekable underscore podcast where we are posting daily about comic news, MCU news, all that good fun stuff. So definitely hit us up there. And uh, yeah, everybody, thank you so much. Anas, be safe on Halloween. Do you celebrate Halloween in Cairo? Do you guys do parties and is it fun there? Yeah, we started to do that like 10 years ago. 
but in like nightclubs in school. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I um, dude, you're gonna love my costume this year. Honestly, that that's I I don't really do this very often, but tune into like Geekable tomorrow. Don't tune in. Just like follow us and check out my costume that I'm gonna be wearing at a club tomorrow for my friend's birthday, like Halloween celebration. Dude, it's so sick. It's it's like you're gonna love it. I I want to tell you so bad, but I want you to just like be surprised because like it's it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome um so if anybody if anybody cares if i hype that up enough awesome definitely go follow us and check out my reel that i'll put together for you guys tomorrow um but anas pleasure having you on you're the best man thank you and um yeah everybody thank you so much we'll talk to you soon